My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. And I'm Josh. Yeah, you're talk about shocker star wars wow so exciting how are you today josh i'm i'm doing very well actually um fun shout out that i had the other other day while i was working at uh galaxy's edge um shout out to dj elliot it was good to see you um very nice to see all the hosts from all of celebration got to shake their hand and uh talk with them a little bit and uh hopefully see you in japan yeah did I uh, um did did you see uh DJ Hazy Dave? I no, I didn't see him because oh, I feel like he's he's still working. But yeah, yeah, oh, nice. it was cool to see those guys. Very very cool, awesome. <laughs> well, for this week in Star Wars, let's talk about uh how the game Jedi. I don't know why I said Jedi. (laughs) Force of Habit, Star Wars Outlaws. uh, It's having its own panel over at San Diego Comic-Con over uh, over at the convention center. And they are going to have a one-hour panel on July 22nd. And it's going to have Bradley D. Baker. Uh, He's going to be talking about the game. And he's also voicing Jabba the Hutt uh in that game as as some know the game takes place between empire strikes back and return of the jedi how do we feel about bradley d baker uh <laughs> I the mean, uh, the voice of every clone and all animation to said, play go ahead give it to him yeah. <laughs> let him be the hut let's yeah. have fun with it uh no i mean it, it's cool it's gonna happen yeah it? so i mean I'm, I'm happy i mean it'll be interesting to see how much of communication we're gonna have with them yeah we'll have to see and i'm really wondering what the story is going to be like if you're having or how involved you actually are with the main plots of right films well something else as well is that for jabba like i mean in the phantom menace if you watch the credits and you go all the way down to where it says like the people who played like the different characters it says Jabba the Hutt played himself, which I thought, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so seeing I mean, him... no one wants to put in like 15 different puppeteer actors. <laughs> well, well, in The Phantom Menace, he was all animated, so he was not a puppet actually going around, so he was all di- digital CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm that's always puzzled me. I know if I did the research, I could probably figure it out. But every time I'm watching the credits for that movie, I always laugh because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just Jabba playing himself. But uh, for other news, the Acolyte. There's a lot of there was a picture that leaked from footage of Acolyte. But in reality, it's it's the trailer footage from Star Wars Celebration. I guess people are just realizing it. But um <laughs> Uh, so Josh, myself, and David had the 
awesome opportunity to go to the Lucasfilm panel over in London. Oh, dude, this I, this series is going to be so hype. Like, honestly, it's it's so funny. Get eye, bro. When yeah, when when we actually get to see this film or like the uh, the trailer drop in um like for for a trailer and then just seeing how how many people like actually just go nuts to see all these jedi um just ignite their lightsaber it's gonna be fun oh yeah yeah and i know there's a shot from the trailer where i think it was like at least over six jedi i'm thinking maybe there was 10 in that shot and they all turned yeah it it was fun yeah and uh uh, and they're like in this kind of grass plane setting and i just remember our whole role was like Jedi, let's go! And it's because the Jedi are in their prime. Now, I know George Lucas said during Attack of the Clones that is when, like, the Jedi were in the prime. But this is the moment right here. This is when Jedi are being Jedi. It, yeah, it's it's Jedi, but it's it's protector Jedi. It is yes. not militant Jedi, which is very, very cool. They have um, nothing to do with the politics. They are not influenced by any of that, which I'm really, 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 really cool. It's, it's much more spiritual, and I feel like it's kind of that. I that's why I enjoyed seeing a lot of that those aspects um, in Jedi Survivor, um, with all the High Republic stuff. Is just yeah the point where we've dropped so much stuff. It's going to be awesome to see something that takes place in life actually in the High Republic. Era. Absolutely, and the show is but, coming out on the on it, it sounds like it's going to be the beginning of next year we don't know when but that's the time frame uh and then this fall you've got skeleton crew and we're still waiting on ahsoka that's coming out on august 23rd uh but right now accolade doesn't have an official release date except the year which is next year and it's also good it's also coming out with uh season two of andor and then Bad Batch season three and Tales of the Jedi season two. The the interesting thing for me is that she explained that wasn't really actually shown in the trailer, and I don't think when we eventually do drop the trailer that it, this is going to. I don't know why it wasn't really portrayed in the trailer. Is that it's taking place from the perspective of the bad guys and not from the good guy side so i'm wondering how they're going to portray that on screen because she definitely said that i think it's been hinted at that with i mean even the 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 name acolyte i'm just wondering where we're going to start that story to where you're like oh i'm completely following the bad guys here that'll be interesting to me yeah yeah so I am. I did you get that impression from the trailer? Like you didn't. Like you saw bad guys, but I don't think I. I was sitting there going, "This, this is their evil master plan." And yeah. Gonna do this. I just felt like, oh, I don't know, because I haven't seen the trailer in a long time, and it was super hype, and everyone was igniting their lightsaber, and everyone was going crazy. But from what I saw on screen, I was kind of like, "Oh, it's good to give and a take. It's the light side and the dark side. That's very cool." I just didn't think that I saw. Um anything to really do with a big plot point of being right. we're only going to be, well, we're mainly going to be focusing on a story about the bad guys. We didn't get any, I, from, from my memory, we didn't get any red lightsaber. Uh, yeah, no, there, there were no red lightsabers. There weren't I, any red lightsabers. You are very correct. Yeah. I think that they had force users just, they had no lightsabers yet. 
Right. So now I'm curious of why they didn't share that. We know the plot is that a that a Jedi Master is is reuniting with their pad one and they're kind of doing like a investigation on some dark elements that are happening. And I think this is kind of like the birth of you know of of the dark side kind of leaking into the Republic. So my suspicion is we'll probably get Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Yes. Yeah, yes. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. I'm really uh, excited. <laughs> and that makes the most sense. It, 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 it really wow. makes the most sense. As long as they don't change the species, I want them to, um, uh, I, I <laughs> be like, you like, don't want I, them to Kenobi the species again. No, like, no. <laughs> Please. No. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, they didn't even change Thrawn that much, and 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 it's just like just, just, just keep the same species as Darth Plagueis, because mm. I think. And if you guys haven't, if you guys haven't read the novel, go and read it. Uh, the Darth Plagueis novel is great. You learn a lot um, about the character, even though it's not canon anymore. But there's a lot of elements that seem canon and the whole thing with Darth Sidious uh kind of becoming the one it's it's a very interesting concept of of being the one and true Sith Lord so it's definitely a great read um I know it's on audible but yeah go and check out that yeah I mean I think we're gonna get a lot more the, everything from the trailer that we saw the sets were amazing it was a lot of fun everyone was super hyped seeing all these lightsabers everywhere i think that was our pretty much our highlight of the trailers that we saw yeah um and 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 i i can't wait to see all these easter eggs and different points of things that are going to lead into the the phantom menace um i'm yeah, yeah i'm really wondering how much high republic stuff we're going to get a, get in this that that is a good tidbit to be like Yes, these people were around. Like, are we gonna get like a Darth Bane reference? Are we gonna get all uh, like, okay. like proper confirmations of something that has been happening in the background? So, we know a decent amount of the Sith Lords are canon because if you watch Rise of Skywalker yeah. on Exegol, you like kind of see like that kind of statue that has like a bunch of the different Sith Lords on there, and you can only see it for a second. But we know that they're spending some time on Coruscant, which is pretty cool uh, from the trailer. And then we, we know the cast is pretty decent. We know it's taking place to like around that 200 year mark before the events of all the Phantom Menace. So I don't know if there's going to be time jumps or not. I, I I would suspect there may be, but there's also characters from the High Republic books that are gonna be in this show, which is pretty cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Christopher Nolan has recently uh, stated that he's not um, he's done doing superhero movies. That's kind of out the door for him. He's not interested anymore. I think he crushed it with Batman. I think he set the tone for superhero films, in my opinion. Uh, but when someone asked him about Star Wars, he didn't rule it out. If Christopher Nolan did a Star Wars film, what era would you want it to be in? Uh, or 
what character would you want him to do? Um, so all of the uh, Christopher Nolan films involve something to do with time. And that's that's their big go around. It's always some element of time. Okay. You didn't know that? Well, no, I, 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 I'm just trying to picture that in the Dark Knight trilogy. Can you explain that to me? So, like, okay, so all of Christopher Nolan's films will deal with time, like Memento. Yeah. Um, to like, you know, how in Interstellar, it's the passage of time. Yep. Um, uh, Tenet, it is the future and the past being brought together through time. Um, and then, like in Batman, it's much more subtle, where it's like passage of time. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, 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 every single one deals with time. That's his like big thing. And I wonder what we could do with Star Wars being a theme with time. Um, I would probably say the Old Republic, and then maybe have the film go through like the phases that will where like it's the fall of the Old Republic, and it goes into the into the High Republic, and then that way, because Christopher Nolan does a lot of uh things i mean where his like theme is also darkness so i'm thinking the older public would be great because then he could touch on bane he could touch on darth raven having darth raven maybe as the main character would be really really cool would be very fun would be very very fun yeah um something that i think that needs to happen before that change is i think that like yeah lucasfilm in general would have to be much more open to, to giving people the opportunity to, to do whatever they want for Star Hell Wars. Freedom, absolutely. Um, we keep hearing projects being like put on pause and hold and we don't know what's happening with it. And we, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard for me to see a whole bunch of people that have a whole bunch of really cool ideas not be used. And especially for Star Wars, which anything new is always super refreshing and it's super needed. And I think that I, that, as I've said before, I don't want it to fall into the trap of, um, being the same with like uh, like Marvel right now is in a trap of it's it's the same and people criticize it being the exact same thing over and over and over again. I like new things, which is which is yeah. cool because I mean we do definitely have some new things coming, especially with uh, I mean even Skeleton Crew, Skeleton Crew being yeah. like this whole on Goonies take of uh, Star Wars, which I'm super excited for. We used to talk about it a lot and less of Acolyte, but after we saw that Acolyte trailer, we were just blown away. Yeah. So. Um, I really want to just see what other people's reactions are to those trailers because those and, and see what other people pick up on because the the complete tone from those two different trailers that we saw are completely different. Polar oh yeah, but they're still great. Um, I uh, want to see if they can really nail the landing with uh, the um, skeleton crew. Um, yeah, based on the fact that they spent so much money, also because it it's not just Star Wars. And you get a pass because it's Star Wars. You also have to land the nailing feeling that it is set like it's that 70s, 80s feel again. Right. And I think they will. From the trailer that we got, I definitely had that. Um, w w would you really think that Kathleen Kennedy kind of nailed the description of the show? Which is, it's going to have that... Um, the... Amblin Studio vibe, which that's the same studio that made E.T., Goonies, like those 80s films. And, you know, nothing screams more 80s than like of, you know, than those films, because the show is kids going on an adventure. It's not going to be, 
you know, um, like the the Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures that's on <laughs> uh, on on Disney Junior. It's gonna be a show where I, I guess they also kind of threw in that Stranger Things vibe. I guess, yeah. But having that involved with Star Wars is definitely gonna be interesting. And from the footage that we saw, it's great. It's great. They, they nailed it. Yeah, they crushed it. And I just remember a shot where there is Vane. Uh, he's the pirate, and he kind of leans down. And I just remember just being like, that shot just feels like a, like a, like a Steven Spielberg, you know, shot. And I, mm-hmm. I was so excited, even though he's not directing it, but you definitely get the vibe out of the entire Yeah, of show. course. And I mean, uh, a thing that I think we've talked about before is that it's the, I didn't feel it as much as you could definitely tell with what they were going for, for Skeleton Crew. But um, for the for Acolyte, it did feel like they had much more wire work. And what I mean by that is those like old, uh, old like uh, samurai films, the Chinese films with a flying in the air. And it's something that I really liked. It's 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 a different take on visual Star Wars. And something that I really don't want to happen for Star Wars is that we just have the same old kind of like hey, it's Star Wars, so it gets a pass. I, I think right. having a fresh take on different things works. Actually, that, that comment that someone posted up, um, like, if, if we, yeah, that Star Wars trilogy, I would love to see, like, an Old Republic trilogy. However, I don't want it to just get a pass because it's Star Wars. I want it to feel different. And like what way we would go and who would direct it would be, would be making all the difference. And I really want them to be able to have someone come in and give their own feel to star Wars. Cause I feel like that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, oh man, if, and there's another movie coming out this year by, by Gareth Edwards and it's called the creator. And you definitely get that star Wars vibe from it. And I always thought if Christopher Nolan did a film, it would have that ro- Rogue One vibe, but it would also have probably more darkness kind of tied to it. Like a grounded in realism? Yes. Okay. yes. I and, wouldn't doubt that it would be like a, a war biopic, but it's like Star Wars set. Yeah. I just think if if Christopher Nolan did his own thing, it didn't have anything to do with the original trilogy, and it didn't have anything to do with the High Republic. I, I definitely think the Old Republic would be the best era to do. Mm. Because it is a very dark time. A uh, And it's when the Sith are pretty strong. They're pretty up there. And it would be a war biopic, yeah. But it would be a war biopic of the Jedi versus the Sith. Which is something we've always wanted to see from the Knights of the Old Republic uh cinematics that have come out over the years like of that giant fight that they have in the Jedi Temple could you imagine if that was live action yeah it'd be amazing I I think I would love to see the struggle of them realizing that the greatest faults that they have is each other Um, and, and being having the birth of the two like the two the rule of two 
I think, yeah, I would love to see a movie based on the birth of the rule of two and, and why it's placed. Because I feel like that's a that's a big one that a lot of people are like, well, there's only two. They're, they're easily outclassed and easily outmatched. It's like, I would love to see them. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a big kind of uh, normal person plot hole feeling where people are like, yeah, but there's just so many Jedi. It's like they have to be so like sneaky and cunning. But then you have uh, Sith who completely overpower other people. And it's like, I want to see these like lightsaber fights, but I want to get to the point where you're like, oh, their actual biggest enemy is themselves. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, true, true. Uh, and from from Derpy Entertainment, they said that uh, that do we remember when Disney first bought Star Wars? That's what they promised the older public. I so I thought the DB brothers were originally penned to do something. They were, and then they they decided to <laughs> then uh, game of thrones didn't end very well so well something else as well which we have definitely talked i i think we talked about it on sunday's episode was the fact that we are getting a lot of uh a lot of the same recurring issues where they hire these directors these directors have these ideas and then as soon as they start to film or or get ready in 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 pre production Disney swoops in and they're like, hey, so I love what you're doing, but let's add this. Let's do this. Let's change that. Let's take that out. And then they're they're like, freedom is gone. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a big it, it and honestly is a big reoccurrence. And that's why a lot of people who were supposed to do Star Wars films or Star Wars shows are no longer doing them because their freedom was taken away. Because I think they want to reach certain audiences, and as soon as they bring these people in, then they change their minds. They're like, "Okay, well, this is kind of the, you know, this is kind of the hype right now. How about we do this theme and instead of this theme?" And I think, again, going back to Christopher Nolan, I really think if they just let him do his own thing, they they won't have to change anything. I mm-hmm. I I. I because the old republic is such a dark time in the star wars universe and it's sith running wild it is jedi you know trying to figure out uh, like how to bring this chaos to an end and if they had christopher nolan take the reins on that do his own take don't have any main characters no luke skywalker no c3po leia anything like that let him make his own characters, create his own legacy, I think he would crush it. And and I I and something else this person said is that they hope that it would have the the same vibe as Andor if he did it. And I think it would, but I think it would be darker. I I, I think it would be a lot darker. Uh I think a lot of people have been asking for more mature takes on Star Wars. And I think Rogue One was the first step in the right direction, and then you mm-hmm. got Endor, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "Am I watching HBO Max? Like, what's uh, <laughs> that's what's going it's, on it's here?" Much more, it has much more emotional weight, and it doesn't feel as in, um, I don't, I wouldn't say kid friendly, but it feels much more mature. Um, I feel like kids wouldn't get as much entertainment out of that that style of Star Wars yeah. than we did. 
uh, where you can have long dialogue scenes and still get just as much enjoyment and uh, character development, all these different pieces that come together to form a really good uh, Star Wars pick. Yeah. However, does that mean you and me absolutely love it, but the general audience isn't there to put up the numbers to where they can justify it? Because in my opinion, I feel like the, the wider, broader audience loves very flashy picks. Very like high action, keeps your attention going the entire way through. Um, I can sort of tune out, but enjoy it for what it is. It's just, it's dumb fun. But whereas Andor, I feel like you got to sit there and focus and pay attention to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does that bode well for the future of Star Wars? I would love to see it. I just don't know how well it would do financially for them to keep on. Uh, yeah the i always end the podcast uh like of the episode by saying you know the future of star wars is bright but right now just everything with the bob Iger set is just there's a lot of things up in the air um of will will star wars continue the way that it is or is it going to go down the path that Bob Iger really wants it to go? Because I really think that Marvel has kind of ruined the chances for other things. And, uh, and now Star Wars might suffer for it. Because, I, in, Josh, in your opinion, do you think that the way that Star Wars is now, do you think it's going the same pace as the same pace as Marvel is? But, Not yet. Okay. And I feel like if we can, if like, if it was the same kind, like Star Wars is lucky enough to where it's just different enough where we can have different things come in and have connected pieces and have like a different take on Star Wars where it's okay. However, there's definitely like a Mandoverse feel. Whereas like all of the Mandalorian seasons, Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka has the same kind of feel to it. Whereas if they continued on with that and didn't stop for a while, I feel like people would get fatigued of it and that would go down that same road. Okay. However, what I've seen with Acolyte and what I've seen with um, Skeleton Crew makes me, and and, or makes me hopeful for the future of Star Wars is that there's still somewhat different projects that come in and can change things up. I... I 100% agree because you you also have to think about we've got the show, you know, yes, there's Mando, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew, and Book of Boba. All the shows are connected. But then you have the other ones where it's kind of its own thing. You have the you have the Tales of the Jedi. You have Acolyte, which is taken 200 years before the the events of, you know, you know, of of the Mandoverse. And then you have uh, you have the you have the Bad Batch, which I think the second season definitely got more amped up than the first one. And I've and I'm rewatching the Bad Batch right now because I'm just doing the full Star Wars rewatch. I'm not just doing Rebels. I'm not even going to full out. But I've noticed that the from the from the first season compared to the second season, the second season definitely ramped up and you have all these different projects that are tied together, but they're not, they're happening in the same universe. And I think that's great. 
And the thing with Marvel is every single event that happens, like has to be mentioned in some capacity in the next show or movie. And with the Star Wars shows and the Star Wars movies that are happening, that's not, to me, that's not really the full case. Uh, because you have Star Wars, which is this gigantic timeline spread out through hundreds of years, maybe even thousands, uh, especially when the James when the James Mangold movie comes out. Mm-hmm. And and you have this opportunity just to spread out the timeline, not do one era, which is what they focused on when Disney first got the rights to Star Wars, where they were just focusing on the Galactic Civil War, yeah. and they won't even touch the Clone Wars or any of that. Uh, so I'm very excited to see where it goes. But I think Marvel has definitely not... I mean, I... I don't like saying the word that it's ruined. It's not ruined. It's just put a financial damper on the future of Star Wars where I feel like they're less likely to take risks and they would much rather have projects that they feel they're confident in. And that ends up, you know, putting more of a tighter grip on the control of what next projects could come out and their future of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, These new movies that are coming out definitely have a different... Like two of them are connected, but that one that is meant to be like First Jedi, um, that has me interested in to see where it goes and if it goes all the way to the end of what they want to do or no, all the way to the end of production. I would, how cool would it be if that movie, like, because basically it's them discovering the force and all that stuff, how cool would it be? if it led to the first two Sith Lords, right? Uh, and, or, or like the first like Sith Lord. And then that would lead into the old Republic, you know, you know, and, and, and there would be time jumps and stuff. And, and then we saw like, you know, it would jump to then maybe to, to Darth Malak or something. And then People that's when Christopher Nolan high expectations though, high expectations for the old Republic based yeah. on all that's already been, put in stone what happens if they change it it's like let's say they change it it's good but the fandom doesn't like how much they've changed it there is a lot at stake i think that's something i think that's something that a lot of people aren't talking about which is the movie's definitely gonna have a lot of anticipation because you are dealing with the force not not something that is just a prop or is just a saying like this is something that is so big to cinema and when george lucas came up with the force and everything it wasn't just a word like he had a whole backstory of why the force is so important for the dark side and light side and all that stuff so now james mangold has to turn that concept into a movie of why the force like like how it came to be it's definitely going to have that um biblical vibe to it and it's a big it's a big opportunity to bring something like that to life but it's also a you know a very scary thing to have of that power of creating a story like this because if you you're right if he screws up, there's no going back. And 
this is going to, you know, in in, in a way, this is going to have to tie in the entire Star Wars universe, right? Because this is the beginning. And this has to tie in, you know, of why the Emperor is so hungry for power and 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 why the dark side is so strong and why the light side is as well. You have to put all those force powers and those reasons and, and everything into one movie. And that's a big deal. So that's a big uh, task for James Mangold. And I really hope that it does have that very dark vibe to it because I don't think it's going to be black and white as people think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of gray areas. Um, that the 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 comment on um, how Ahsoka is being uh, portrayed to like general audiences now. Um, because Ahsoka, okay. I mean, right now, Ahsoka is really just like, in my opinion, it's that bridge between everyone. No. Um, I mean, you got people who love the the animated shows have grown up with it and then absolutely love ahsoka and then you have people nowadays who don't know much about her but have seen her enough in live action to also like her so having her own show i'm wondering how many people are going to realize all these different characters coming in from um rebels yeah it's, it's, it's interesting i i don't know how big of players these characters are going to play from rebels because I know that, like, Filoni was like, yeah, you know, it's like a new season of Rebels. I'm like, okay, I don't know how many people have actually watched Rebels no. in comparison. Can you give a full um, valued arc of Ahsoka for normal people that they don't have to go back and watch all of Rebels? That's what I'm wondering. This is a big step, Uh not just for the character, but for Dave Filoni himself, because you have to think that he has been doing animation for a long time, but, but he's in the director's chair for this one for the entire show of Ahsoka that this has all been Dave Filoni. He, he wrote, he directed like of pretty much the entire show. Like this is, this is his baby, and it makes sense. But when you're doing it in live action, it's a lot different than in animation. I think you have limitations on what you can do. So I'm really curious if Dave Filoni doing a full show live action is going to be as great as we all think it is. I personally think it will be, but it is a big step up from, uh, from Clone Wars and Rebels. And I know that he... He definitely had his practice with uh uh with Mando and Poke Boba and all that, but this is a big step of doing a whole show uh that is revolved around a character that came from animation. I also think that it does have a challenge because you're also you you also have him saying this is pretty much season five of Rebels. And you're right. Not everyone has seen Rebels. Not everyone has the interest of being in Rebels, but loves the character Ahsoka. Could you just watch the the episodes with Ahsoka? Sure. Will it all make sense? Maybe not, because there are characters from Star Wars Rebels that sound like they are going to play a big part in this. Even though the show is called Ahsoka, 
there's a lot of rebels elements in this show so my i guess you know what i'm trying to say is for those who don't want to watch rebels you might want to reconsider because you might go in and you might get confused and i know you know some people were like well i shouldn't have to watch a show to prep myself for another one and it's like well you no, are, I, I completely agree with that statement yeah yeah and it's it's like you are watching a star wars show star wars there's a lot of different characters spread out through different star wars movies star wars shows if you watch the if you end up watching the mandalorian or the book of boba fett and then you're sitting there and you haven't watched the original trilogy and you're like who's this new skywalker guy it's it's just like i get it i understand but you have the source material right there you can find out Well, here's the thing is you could watch mando right yeah go all the way through it and still appreciate it for the character of mando because it's a show new character and everything right what i don't want is ahsoka to become a fest of well, you should have watched this other thing to get this entire giant plot point. I want it to at least be able to be moderately explained in the fact that anyone can hop on and enjoy it. Okay, so yep. you want it to feel like Captain America the and the, the Winter only, Soldier. The where only problem thing. So. I just don't want them to do is run into a thing that Marvel will probably do soon, is that people who are born today will have, like, in the future of Marvel, may grow up liking characters, but they have to go back way long yeah. ago to understand them. And, you know, like, we, as, like, Star Wars fans, it's like, hey, you can watch the original trilogy, and that's great, but it's kind of like, um, you can also, Star Wars is for everyone, you can hop on wherever. And I love that about Star Wars, and I want it to keep the same. I don't want it to have a Marvel feeling where it's like, well, you should have watched this episode that yeah. connects to this TV show to understand this giant plot point. It's like, I don't, I don't like that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just, I, I think they're doing this for Ahsoka because number one, Dave Filoni really, really wanted to. N- number two, I think Ahsoka's story is very interesting, but as much as a main character as she's going to be, I really think that the world between worlds is going to play a big part. And I just don't think it's just going to be used as a, 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 as a prop piece in a way. I really think the world between worlds is going to play a large role. I think it's going to feel like its own character because when Dave Filoni or George Lucas ever introduced something, they didn't put something in there just to be put in there. There was a backstory to it, or there was a reason why. And there's a reason why that they put in 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 the world between worlds and Star Wars Rebels. My theory, which I talked about this on the last episode, and this kind of um uh and this kind of amazed James, which is, and I think I might have talked to you about this, is that they are going to treat this as a Indiana Jones type artifact you have the n you have the protagonist and you have the n protagonist going after the same thing they want to uh change the world and and in in a way you have the antagonists that are going after the world between worlds because they want to save thrawn the pro the protagonists want to go after the world between worlds 
because they want to save Ezra. And my guess is because Ezra and Thrawn go into hyperspace and Rebels with the windows open, you know, the normal person wouldn't be able to survive that. How on earth would they survive that? Would Ezra use a force bubble and put it around them? That doesn't make sense. <sighs> having the world between worlds, having, you know, Ahsoka or 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 the bad guys pull them out of the stream right before they go into hyperspace makes the most sense to me. That is the most logical way to do it. Because if not, then I would love to hear, and they might come up with a very creative way on how they survived going into hyperspace and space. So you don't think Ezra is the Inquisitor? I I think Ezra is that Inquisitor. I feel like I saw his feet, though. And and his feet were like alien feet. Oh, well, I, I thought that, I thought that, I, yeah, I think that that Inquisitor is Ezra. I keep hearing that theory. I don't know. I think that would be because of as, as soon as I heard, it, I was like, that's way too on the nose. They, <laughs> they wouldn't do that. I mean, if, if they do, they do. And no, nah, he's they, got, he's got normal feet. Oh, okay. But the mask is 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 the one. See that? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, can you? Okay. How about you make that theory theory make sense to me then? Why why on earth would Ezra become an Inquisitor? Why on earth would he fight Ahsoka? Um, sees the reasoning inside Thrawn, like Thrawn side. It's not based on whether, uh, like, he, like, he, I, I do feel like they spent a lot of time together, right? And Thrawn ends up talking to him to the point where they're like, da 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 da. Okay, you know, maybe you are right. The only, and, uh, mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's where I would stand. I wouldn't doubt that they'd do something like that because we don't know. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, he they get pulled through, but they're definitely not together. From the trailers right right so my guess is that someone gets or because of the only thing that i can think of that would make ezra turn to the dark side is if they pull them from like a different timeline or something because ezra learned a lot from kanan and if you're a fan of rebels you you understand how far his like how far he's come from the beginning of his journey and at the end he's seen the light he understands why he everything needed to happen and he's come to peace with everything i i don't think they would pull a last jedi and change the entire character like they did with luke skywalker i don't think they would do that again pulled through I could see maybe there being a dark side version of Ezra. That's not the light side as a version of Ezra. Be be, be because in, in the world between worlds, you have to think about it like there's like time, you know. Imagine there's like a two different versions, right? There's one that they pull through, right? Yeah. And then one that they left with Thrawn. Yeah. See, boom. <laughs> see, that would make sense to me. I don't think they would change the character because then if they because to me, they would be doing a Last Jedi, and I don't. And I think they want to kind of stay clear of that again. I don't think they want to change characters that are already established, and I really don't think that Dave Filoni would do that. Um, 
to where he would because I feel if Ezra turned to the dark side and then he just became a pawn of Thrawn's, I feel like his whole journey in Rebels would have been for nothing. And I think it's that would have been a waste of time. I don't. Th- these are just dark side users. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are Sith. Is a is a big one to me. It's like okay, they they just have fallen to that feeling of like pure hatred or like it's it's a way to survive. It's not necessarily that they are bad people. It's just that that's what they use. I think that's a big like plot point inside of uh, Survivor as well, is that it's not just the fact. He's like, it's not like he's like, boom, I'm Sith now. I'm going to follow the Sith like, teachings. It's like, hey, I slipped into full-on rage. So yeah. it's, it's, it's something interesting to me. I'm kind of like, I, I could see Ezra becoming hateful in the fact that when he left, like, no one came for him. Yeah. Yeah. I just... I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh, please don't let that be the, <laughs> the actual. Well, fact. well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, if if they ended up doing it, I just, I would just be very surprised by it. And yeah, I imagine think that, two versions of Ezra going around. That so that I would be okay with. I I would be a hundred percent okay with that because maybe they would be able to touch upon that and the movie that Dave Filoni is doing and you have you know you have Thrawn's army you have the dark side Ezra and then you have Ezra with Ahsoka possibly Luke and Cal and all so those like other the the purples like launch off the ship they they get it gets sent and then like Ahsoka whatever pulls Ezra back through okay. but then there's also still an Ezra that stays because Ahsoka's like that because that's why Darth Vader thinks that she's dead Right, but they initially thought that Ezra would die being like transferred by the Purgles, right, into space. Yeah. But he doesn't. Stays with Thrawn long enough for Thrawn to change his mind, and then we have this new future where it's like, "You never came back for me." I like I know what the world between worlds is because I like helped whatever, and I like you never took me. So now I'm angry and I fall into rage. Okay. That I would be fine with. If they ended up having two versions of Ezra, because I just don't think Dave Filoni would just do a 360 on the character. The whole premise of the show is for Ahsoka and um, is for Ahsoka and Sabine to go find him. So then she can fulfill her destiny from the end of the show which was them going off on the next adventure to fulfill the promise that she was trying to keep to ezra so i feel like if they just made him a dark side character and saying that he gave up hope that would go against the premise of what he said of being like hey i have faith in you i don't think he would just lose faith i i because of there was no real time frame of when she was supposed to go find him I really don't think Ezra would give up. So if they did two versions of that, of where they pull him out of the correct time, and 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 then there's like you know, and then and then the and then the protagonists pull Thrawn out and Ezra years later, mm-hmm. and then 
Ezra's like, wow, they really didn't come after me. You know what? I am joining Thrawn. That would make sense to me. But I don't think they would go just do a full 360 on the character just to make him dark side and pull a Ryan Johnson. Sorry to all the <laughs> Ryan Johnson fans, but I I don't want them to do what they did to Luke Skywalker. Um, to to uh, I just feel like Ezra has more of a claim to be more of a dark side user than than Luke did. Yeah, that makes more sense in my opinion because like you know he has already fallen once, so yeah, he's been yeah. enticed and he has used dark side abilities. So yeah, who who knows what's gonna happen? But that's my theory. I would love. For it to happen, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But to me, that's probably the most logical thing um, for them to to use the world between worlds to save them. Uh, could they go back to, could they find out where the destination of the ship is? Absolutely. Because we see Purgles in the trailer. They could maybe find the shipwreck. They go there and maybe they find a couple of skeletons and they're like, oh no, they're dead already. But then they're like, wait, there, there's the world between worlds. Let's use that instead. But then the bad guys have the same idea. And that's why we see Ahsoka in the same forest in the same area as the bad guys in the world between worlds area. Um, again, these are all just theories, but who knows? Uh, one of our listeners says, unless you count the books after Return of the Jedi, which aren't canon to Disney, this is all new in the time period we really don't know what can happen at this point going forward besides the feloni film you're so what you're saying is true from a certain point of view because we know that everything leads up to the sequel trilogy um uh but we don't know how we get to the sequel trilogy just like specifically we don't know where everything with with the Mandoverse is happening. Um, and with the world between worlds, it is a very interesting concept. I know Josh talked about, uh, I think it was maybe a couple of months ago, of where we wanted to see Ahsoka kind of um, have her peace with the Jedi and maybe she, she becomes a Jedi again. So she goes through the world between worlds and she sees different elements and stuff that makes her have faith in the Jedi again. And then she becomes a Jedi again herself. I could see them doing that. I, again, I don't think they would just put the world between worlds and then just add it in there. It's, it's going to play a large part of the show. And I'm excited to add more lore to the Star Wars universe about the force. And I think this is probably the best thing that we're going to get about the Force until we get the Dawn of the Jedi stuff with uh, James Mangold. Yeah, I do appreciate a lot of the spiritual elements back when yeah. back of us talking about the Force again. Which I mean, yeah. Did we see any, like the owl in the trailer? I don't think we did. Okay, cool. Just I don't think we saw Morai is, is her name. But yes, I do like having much more spiritual elements back in star wars it's cool absolutely uh and then for the last topic it would be lando <laughs> we haven't heard anything about lando pretty much since 2020 during the investor call uh back then 
did you watch that when that came out? By yeah, the way? I'm just yeah. kind of wondering, like that was how so that hype, works. man. That Is was it, so hype. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if they just kind of like they're like you're gonna be working on it, and they do like a certain amount, and like hey, we're gonna put a pause on it. He's like, yeah. okay, and then just never gets called back. Like, okay. I remember that day too, and and I just remember being mind blown, and and I did a live stream directly after, and, and just being like, they they announced like eleven projects. I was not expecting this. This is such a great day. Uh, then Solo had to do poorly, so then they're like, just kidding. Again, Solo, in my opinion, Solo didn't do great because of the backlash of The Last Jedi. And I know Solo's some people... Film. I Yes, I actually really enjoyed Solo. I thought Solo was a great film. Now, was it necessary? I think that's a question that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Well, it wasn't necessary. In my opinion, I don't think it was. I think it was fun, but I don't think it really affects the storyline in a way where if you if you think about it, it's um it's like Raiders of the of the Lost Ark, of where if you take Indiana Jones out of the movie, it doesn't really and some people are like, Oh, like you have watched the Big Bang Theory, but honestly, think about it. If you take Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's still going to have the same income at the end of the film. Yeah. If you take Solo out of the storyline of Star Wars, it doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing that I could see people like you know maybe arguing is okay. Well, if like a Han Solo's movie didn't you know happen, then then we put i never seen him on tatooine and then him and luke and obi-wan would never go to the to the death star but again i don't i really don't think it was that necessary um i did enjoy it there were a lot of elements i i loved it i loved them playing sabak i loved the relationship that we saw between him and Len and lando i thought donald glover did a great job as lando i would love to see a lando show i'm not gonna lie i think that show would do great uh, if if Billy D. Williams is connected to it, though, that's my main premise. Is if he did some narration in the beginning, and and he talked about like the 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 Lando Calrissian Chronicles, just like in the books, fine with it, totally fine. Uh, but not having him in the show in some way would be sad. Um, but Donald Glover crushed it as Lando. I would love mm -hmm. to see it happen. The main writer did. Uh, did come out recently because he's the one that um, that uh, helped write and direct the new uh, the new um, the new Haunted Mansion and he said that he put his heart and soul into the script and everything for it and then all of a sudden he got one update in 2020, which most likely was the investor's call. He, he didn't exactly say what the update was, but then he hasn't heard since. And that was three years ago. So I'm just curious of what's going on with that. Because they haven't said it's not happening like they did with Rangers of the New Republic. I feel like it's, it's they, one of those things that they want to do something with, yeah. but they just kind of haven't decided as of just yet. Yeah. I'm assuming like a lot of people like uh, Star Wars banks on the fact of Ahsoka. And I, I understand that. I think that it really banks on the fact of how well 
um, skeleton crew does with how much money they, they blasted into that project. Yeah, because that show is the second um, is the second. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, man. That's so crazy to think about that. That show is the second highest expensive budget for a TV show in history. Which is why I don't understand why they haven't been like pushing advertising for it, advertising yeah. it, or just kind of adding things that are seeds and plants, really. I mean, we had the, the same dude from um, The Pirate Guy. Oh, yeah. Because of. And Mando. Yeah, because it was vain. Yeah. But. So here's. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm I, I think my big thing about, about Skeleton Crew as well is I want them, I, which I we kind of saw from the trailer for Celebration, but I want to see a lot of practical effects because that's what what the Goonies and E.T. and those movies had was a lot of a lot of practical effects. Now, now the way of doing those now can be expensive be, because of it's kind of outdated. Mm-hmm. No one really does those effects anymore in that way so if they ended up doing that but with star wars like of of with star wars now i'm telling you it's gonna be awesome and the budget's gonna make sense but it just makes it like in my head it just means that that one has to financially perform well for them to continue on with like interesting star wars projects that has to have a a large viewership and I know we're definitely going to be advertising the crap out of it, like even more now when it comes out. And the fact that there is a small Orthland child, which is the same species as Max Rebo, <laughs> I am beyond happy. And I remember when we saw it, I looked over at you and you rolled your eyes and you're like, great. Just great because of I, I I love Max Rebo and I love the fact that they're putting more species in Star Wars now that is not not just Max Rebo um, because I know like he was like the famous of his species but now like we're getting a different stuff and we actually see the same species and the in the High Republic uh, as well so yeah but yeah that is really everything is there anything else Star Wars that you think I missed. Is there like any major Star Wars things that that, that you're looking forward to? Uh, when we're ramping up to new kind of like hype for Star Wars, I feel like more advertisement for Star Wars would be helpful. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Hopefully, we get something maybe December time. December, yeah, yeah. December would make. A lot of sense for because I mean, in comparison, um, like Jedi's Survivor was advertised like insanely crazy. I would love for them to start doing that for shows as well. I don't think they really advertised Survivor until maybe a couple of months out, though. Because do you remember at Celebration, every everywhere we walked, like everywhere, not even just in the convention center. I think we we would just be walking on the streets of london and we would end up seeing a sign that that would just have the logo on it or cal and bd1 and we were like oh wow this is great but 2024 actually is a decent year for Star Wars, even though there's no celebration because you've got the game Star Wars outlaws acolyte bad batch season three and or season two and tales of the Jedi. And most likely there might be some other small 
smaller projects in there as well somewhere. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to see, but I'm definitely excited for next year. I'm definitely excited for uh for Ahsoka coming out and Skeleton Crew. And I think again, I know we talked a lot about Skeleton Crew this episode, but you have to think like how different that show is gonna be. Uh, here's hoping man (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, but as always we would like to thank all of our wonderful patreon supporters from the from the purple tier all the way to our blue tier we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys we love you all thank you so much for all your support for over the years Uh, and please go check out our clone wars commentary on there uh, because that highlights a bunch of stuff that you're definitely going to see in Ahsoka, most likely. So go and catch up on the Clone Wars. And we're also on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're also on Threads at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're on Twitter at Stuff Pod. Again, we're on Patreon at Stuff Pod. Oh, sorry. Nope. <laughs> at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. That's embarrassing. Uh, and then that's going to be on patreon.com. Again, we have a lot of exclusive content on there. Go and check it out. We're on TikTok, search Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where you have an email, Star Wars Stuff Podcast, gmail.com. That's a professional email. Go and check it out uh, because we would love to hear feedback from you guys. We, we love your feedback. So please go and email us. And um, yeah. And we're also on Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Please go on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please give us a review, even though it's all about David. Totally fine. Go ahead. We also have a website, brand new, StarWarsStuffPodcast.com. We have a bunch of new hosts on there. We have our bios. We have articles on there. We have news articles now, guys, which is awesome. Uh, And there's a lot more coming within the next couple of days, I believe, because there's a lot to talk about. So... Stay tuned for that. Go to StarWarsStuffPodcast.com. We're also on Twitch, Star Wars Stuff Gaming, where we play Star Wars Battlefront 2. Maybe we get uh, attacked by Ewoks. Maybe we're the ones hunting the Ewoks. Who knows? Uh, go and check that out uh, from myself and Josh and the rest of the family of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.